podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? There's so much pressure now with the funny line, isn't there? Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. Episode number 151. I am your host, Tiggs, and with me on this exceedingly hot day are Russ. It's me. God, fuck you. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> uh, Yahoo. And Alex. Well. <laughs> there we go. Like, oh. you wonder what we'll be talking about in a little bit. It's the Sonic the Hedgehog movie 2 again. We were very <laughs> big fans. Um, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. We have not. We've. It's been a minute. It's been. I actually looked. I was like, oh, man. It's yeah. been like months since the Oscars. It, it was a month ago. Yeah. Just a month ago today. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was March 12th. Um, wow. It feels like a much longer time ago than that, but here we are with a whole bunch of things to talk about. A lot has come out. It, it's crazy. If you think about last year, like after the Oscars, I don't think that there was this many like big blockbuster bangers that came out within a month. Um, yeah. And movies are back. Bo is afraid. Bo is afraid is tomorrow or today. Uh, yeah, I right. have gets for it tomorrow morning in IMAX. Nice. That is uh, that is exciting. Um, I'm very interested to see that uh, in all of its three hours of glory. Um, and then Evil Dead the next week. I have to just look at showtimes for that still. Um, but we're not talking about those movies today because they have not come out yet. Look forward to those on the next podcast. Instead, today, we're going to talk about a couple of things, but we're going to start with Shazam. Fury of the Gods. <laughs> the latest in what, for whatever reason, the only non-canceled DC franchise, I guess. Or This is Wonder Woman, but, you know. Um, well, they're, they're still going to uh, crap out Aquaman 2, right? Did that come out already? No, it's oh, December. The, yeah, uh, Shazam and Aquaman, I think, got swapped. Kind of like really. That's right, yeah. They got right. back, yeah. I think, well, Shazam was supposed to come out earlier as well, but um, they, they had to run away from Avatar because they wouldn't be able to have any IMAX screenings. Or money. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, because I it's a... I still don't think they got any money. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a stinker. Uh, it, this it, was a really bad movie. Yeah. It, it, but it, as we said, it came out at that moment in which, like, DC's, like, completely restructured. The, the shift of the balance of power was shifted so poor, so horribly by, by black Adam. The hierarchy of power did yeah. change. Thank you. Um, and that I don't think anyone cared. It's not like it didn't even feel, felt like it had that first week of like, you gotta see it. The new comic. No, no one gives a shit about this. Not at, not all. at all. And, to, and like, and after it came out, like, I think that Zachary, Zachary Levy was asked about it. He was just like, I just want to thank everybody so much for every, like, it almost, it was a very weird, like, retirement speech, but I don't think that it's going away. It, it seems like this is something that they're going to be, like, uh, uh, continuing on with, even though, if I have to say, there is not a, and I know we have, we have lamented about how comic book movies do not have an original idea in them anymore. I swear to God, I have seen every single scene in this movie in another movie. When that bridge scene happened, I was like, what did this happen in like Uh, all of the other, (laughs) the first fantastic four movie. Yeah. Like (laughs) 
like it was it was crazy it felt like this there was so much copy paste in this crap it was it was ridiculous so the first first shazam had like charm to it it was fun yeah yeah it wasn't like great but it was like there was something there yeah and i feel like they just like everyone in this movie's insufferable (laughs) yeah it's like what worked i mean it did super work in the first one but it worked way less this time around like billy batson as a boy is like a pretty serious kid and then he turns into a yep. man and he's a fucking idiot it, he doesn't have any and i believe that pete never mentioned this in our first talk about the shazam the original shazam movie about how the personalities of the kids and the superheroes don't really match um it's it's my For, biggest complaint. <laughs> it is they don't like and and, and it, it's definitely yeah it, it's definitely Billy and Shazam the most. I also hated like the very end and like the what's my name like oh my god what do we anyway well, uh-huh. um yeah yeah they I think all the younger kid actors are immediately too old for their parts and it kind of got the feeling that they were avoiding having them on screen. So there was like 900% more transformed um, conversations. Right. Yeah. That, that those, I think those conversations would have been way more charming if they were done between children. Yeah. Yeah. And, but they don't, as I said, because they're all a little old, they, they just didn't use them. I don't know what, what it was with that because it doesn't really work when it's all of them, even though, you know, um, I think Megan Good is still doing a good job, and Adam Brody still a good job. job. But yeah, I thought Adam Brody is is really good in it. Um, there, the, okay. So I, there, I I'm going to pick apart parts of this thing right now. Um, with, with the number one question that I have about this movie is why do I care if Philadelphia gets destroyed? Um, <laughs> You don't. In all, rooting, yeah. I'm, root, I'm rooting for Helen. Also, yeah. poor Helen Mirren. Like, does, oh, does poor she... Helen Mirren. I know. <laughs> I thought Rachel Ziegler was very great. Big fan of hers. Oh yeah. Um, and what what uh uh yeah it's yeah as I said the Zachary Levi issue is huge it's because he's he's just I don't know like at one point he says fam and it's like. <gasps> I could not picture the real Billy Batson saying that. No, no. And it's just it break as we said it just breaks the the like sort of universe and it break it breaks that it's like if it's not the same person I don't like you have to like do something I don't I don't exactly know how to describe what what could be done. But well, I, it's I think you just have to address that like that disparity like the fact that like. There's a there's a cha- like the the fact that it changes not only like his body but his personality a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But do you think like but <laughs> does anyone actually like, like the Captain Marvel Shazam like characters in comics? I mean they can do whatever they want to. I guess I don't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to try to continue it. Yeah, because, I don't you know, it's, it's a character that's I don't. Been drenched in uh legal stuff for years and years and years. Yeah, and yeah. said so, like clearly trying to avoid it, um, with with the naming of the last yep. like fifteen years, he hasn't been like been been very much a Shazam thing. But um, can we talk briefly about the Skittles? Okay, okay, yes, we we can. Um, 
one of just like truly the weirdest of like granted this whole like genre and like you know hollywood blockbusters you're not going to get away from product placement right one of the most egregious egregious that i've seen that in like in recent memory i can't think of anything that comes close i i will say when they were uh when the the girl was like riding the unicorn and said taste the rainbow motherfuckers at the end i was like all right i got that was good i'm into it like that that one saved it for me but for the rest of it, it really felt like, um, because we always equate things to video games, um, th- there was that Sean White snowboarding game from years ago where it was just yeah. like, where like everything was sh- like stride gum, like all over the place. And, and they were just like, oh, yeah, jamming it in your face. And I was like, this is so weird. <laughs> it felt like, like, or in like Wayne's World, where they go through the product placement like bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was that, but it was very serious. Oh, like Crazy Taxi, when you have to take everyone to, like, KFC and know that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but that was awesome, to be fair. That was actually like, awesome. That, that makes you sense. You're in a taxi. You're like, I'm going to go get fast food or go a to Tower crazy Records. Crazy Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, some crazy money. Yeah. And, and they try, they, so they try to also force this um, real emotional beat between Billy and his adopted oh. mother. That if you don't have Billy Batson on screen for more than like five minutes in your movie, like it doesn't work at all. They say, yeah. "Where's Billy?" Yeah. That well, the other one that I, the other big scene that I think just doesn't work and was supposed to be like a big emotional or like question, I guess, was like the the Gwen Stacy moment with like, "Do I save my sister who is currently in freefall or go after this dragon?" Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like. And it was supposed to be like, oh, what am I going to do right now? I know that dragon's not actually doing, like, it's just going somewhere. I got to get to there. It's not actually doing anything right now. But maybe I should just follow it instead of saving my sister who is currently about to die. Yeah. Um, uh, did no I, real emotion. No, none at all. I think the most exciting moment for me was uh, when Jaimon Hansu showed up at the end in, like, regular clothes. That looking, was funny. Yeah. Looking real cool. Yep. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um. That was the only moment that made me go, ooh, look at him. Um, the the Wonder Woman cameo was obnoxious. Oh, annoying. So Incredibly yeah. annoying. Um, the, uh, the the dragon looked, there was, the, the faraway shots of the dragon, I think, looked okay. But there was a moment when the dragon was, like, destroying the, like, the, the house that I thought it looked god-awful. Yeah. So, like, it was, it, like, laughably bad. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, Jazz, like, this movie's good. No. <laughs> no. Did this, like, have a big budget? Like, I think, because the first it one must was have. People, yeah. first one, like, I, I like I, the first one. I like the first one, too. And I don't, and I don't, I think, I don't know what happened, but as I said before, when we first started, like, all interest of this movie was, like, gone before it even premiered. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the second there's a bad review, everyone is, like, completely off that. And again, uh, like, you should, like, I don't know, like, what the answer was, but, like, after, like, Batgirl, Batgirl gets canceled, they're talking about how they're going to be restructuring everything of DC. Um, Like, all the all of the DC shows start getting canceled. They should have shelved these fucking movies. That's yeah. what they should have done. Like, if you're going to shelve Batgirl, this isn't doing anything for anybody other than, than ruining possible goodwill that you may have down the road. They should have yeah. shown this. 
that's um, they should have fucking done. And Shelby, you know I, I mean, I, a, I mean, Aquaman will make a billion dollars, maybe. So maybe keep that one and see if you can retcon it. Keep Flash because Flash is all about fucking retconning Batman. shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash is all about retconning stuff. Yeah, I'm into that. So get rid of sh- like Shazam should have just been oh Black Adam fucking tanked hard. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're not releasing the movie with less stars in it. Yeah. Okay, hear me out. What 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 if they just took the money from this and um made one last uh Doom Patrol season because that's the only good thing I think they have right now. Is they that still on? It. No, they canceled it. No, like they oh. canceled it. Yeah, it's getting its last season. Although I think a bulk the bulk of those shows all got canceled. I was so but confused when the those last writers, episode of Stargirl happened. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch that. Did people watch that? I watched the hell out of that. I watched that every week. I was I loved Stargirl. <laughs> we lose track of you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that show was great, and then all of a sudden it like jumped 30 years in the future and was just like, yep, I don't know. Are you talking about Arrow or Flash or Black Lightning tomorrow. I haven't watched any of those. Just Stargirl. Only one of Or Titans. I, I was thinking God. about watching like the new what's the new Gotham um Gotham, Gotham Knights. Yeah, how is that? No in relation to Gotham Knights. God damn it. God damn I know it. Exactly what saying and I hate it. I me too. Let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Let's, please. All right. Um so we could jump into that actually or before we jump into anything other uh like, like with a larger discussion I guess Alex what did you think? Of a movie about a donkey named EO. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're saying, did I like the movie where a donkey is left by a bunch of people, then tries to go find his, like, what, his family and gets drunk and gets beat up and all this weird fucked up shit? <laughs> it was pretty yeah. good. It was pretty good. There were some emotional beats to it. That donkey, that was one sad donkey. That donkey's yeah. got a lot of emotion. Listen, dude, I don't think <laughs> I ever need to see that movie again. No. But it was it was definitely something. Um, soccer hooligans are the real enemy. That's that's accurate. Um, there are a lot of really good close-ups of the animals throughout that movie. Like this, the yeah. cinematography and actual like like that framing of it was very good. I, um, I agree. The birthday scene where where they like come back and and the uh um his like previous owner is like drunk and gives him like a a uh like the the cupcake I was like oh my god I'm yeah <laughs> so depressed watching all this right now um well, the, the, the dog did a better birthday than you <laughs> I mean I'm not you know um that ending um yeah. <laughs> Um, just on like, well, you, yeah. you all should see it. It's uh, it's it's short. It's it's weird. Yeah, um, it's like seventy minutes, right? Yeah, but it, it's well done. Um, yeah, it was a strong favorite for a while for best foreign language until yeah. it, until we discovered that people really like All Quiet on the Western Front. I really like All Quiet. Uh, nah. <laughs> um, I like. I can't believe that movie won that many Oscars. I'm sorry, I'm still not over. <laughs> Well, as I said, I think that's just why the Oscar season kind of felt like it's a million years ago because like three movies won awards. That's well, true. 
So there was like no discourse leaving it in the past. Discourse right here. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so looking at this list, uh, which Alex is not in, but I assume he's at least seen it. Um, I Ale- okay, I want you to choose the next one that we do before we do the other one that you have seen. Um, which which of the, the movies are you the most interested to hear about? Um, okay, that's a great question. I'm not going into the Google document right now. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Uh, tell me about cocaine bear i want to know how uh, okay cool it shouldn't have had kids in it you know so is, is this is just a snakes on the plane again right yeah it's yeah, without the snakes i don't without the motherfuckers followed like one one to two less storylines yeah there's a movie there that would have been fun and infinitely rewatchable it needed to just be about uh ice cube jr uh, yes. and and fucking Han, Han Solo Jr. Well, they were good together. And R.I.P. Ray Liotta. It should have yeah. just been about that crew of people and, and made, made it like a, like a almost like a wackadoodle almost. You know how everything tried to be Tarantino after Tarantino? Like, yep. that to the nth degree. Yeah. Over the top and crazy. And just focus on all those characters because then, like, I want to see the I want to see Cocaine Bear kill people who should be killed. Like, like it I gone... should be rooting for the bear. Yep. So yeah, if exactly. he kills EMS workers, I don't feel good about that. Because <laughs> those people well, didn't was... do anything wrong. I want to see him kill bad guys, or her kill bad guys, and, and like, like, you know, typical movie villains. Just, I want, but get the kids out. I don't care about kids in peril. No, no. Um, there the the movie is all over the place. Um, it, like the snakes on a plane comparison is apt, except for I feel like snakes on a plane had a, well, two things that it had. One, it had Cobra Starship with that killer song. Um, yeah. and there's no Cocaine Bear song that I know of at this point, and that okay, would have so put it over the. Should have gotten the sounds. Uh, yeah. What other? Who else was in Cobra Starship? It was like a. Travi McCoy, right? Is he one of them? Oh my God, is that true? <laughs> I don't know. He's someone probably. Yeah, I think that I think like that that was the one. Like the, it's weird how I want to say that, and I haven't seen Six on a Plane since we all saw it in I, theaters I on opening have. night. <laughs> um, it's so boring, and I think that that's like the worst part about it is it's just like it's a funny premise for about fifteen minutes, and the rest of it is just not fun. And but it takes Piranha, itself like Piranha super. Yes. Yeah. Like Piranha 3D is like for me like the gold. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's like the gold standard of like a really fun modern dumb. Like, yeah. No, uh, and I totally agree. Uh, this uh, this was not Piranha 3D, but it's not as bad as Piranha 3 Double D. You know, it's somewhere <laughs> in between there. I love yes. Yeah. <laughs> it makes Hunt look like Chud. <laughs> I love Chud. Like, it it. it it doesn't need to do a lot. If you're going to have a lot of storylines, okay. But as, as Russ said, like, we need to do more with the bear then. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like, the, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, don't make the bear scenes comedic or make them comedic because it's violent. But like, you can't also do like, like almost like 
the bear mugging to the camera at times. Like it's. No. It was just, it was, it's such a weird, totally all over the place movie. Is um, it do like, like, is it like, you know, office gym? Is it like turning to it and like. While the bear's like doing cocaine, it's always like close yeah. up on the bear, like looking all cocained. Um, it is, as I said, it's about, I, let's just, I, I, the, the, the criminals were fun. The children were not. Yeah. The children uh, doing cocaine. Yeah. They, those kids ate a lot of cocaine. That's kind of funny. It could be, yeah, I guess. It, it, it's not really. Once <laughs> you see it, you're like, I don't. I didn't like. And I'm not like Miss Johnny Puritan, but like, it's just <laughs> I didn't need that. Yeah. There was like, there were multiple times where it's like, this, these kids really need the parent around. Like, this is a little like, I, I feel uncomfortable watching this what, right was now. It like, they try pulling like an Alien vs Predator Requiem when they like decide to just like kill a bunch of children for no reason. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Well, no, you about knew that. The, you knew these kids were gonna live, but yeah. it's like, why are they here? Yeah. Like, I don't need any of like it's a completely irrelevant storyline it's just to be edgy right like and it's basically like the a plot yes (laughs) the a plot is a bunch of kids doing coke the a plot is what should not have been in the movie and the b plot which is all the criminal shit was fun i think you can keep the kids but you need to add more criminals and i think you need to take out the carrie russell character I think because this becomes a mother searching for her daughter, it takes a lot out of the bear who does cocaine and kills people. Yeah. I think if it was just two kids going on a weird adventure while a cocaine bear killed people around them, it could have. Or maybe like one of the kids was one of the criminals' kids. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, connect them somewhat. At least align those story beats. Russ, they had to do justice to the true story. (laughs) <laughs> no, but it wasn't. It wasn't even like. I, We're talking I've, Elizabeth Banks props for saying like this is uh this is a story that Bear never got a chance to tell. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's that's a fun way to say based on a true story without you know having any semblance of base. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just not. It's like it's very as the kids say. Me. <laughs> Oh, are we doing are we doing Zoomer movie, movie podcast again? We're not, oh we're like, not, but it is very not. mid. It's like yes. middle, like completely middle of the road when it could have been like a kind of fun movie you put on, uh, because it's ninety minutes long. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's get out yeah, of here. Yeah. Let's go to sixty-five. <laughs> Dude, this movie is. I can't believe another Earth got to another chance. It's it is a very very short ninety like two minute movie that I think does the right amount of everything. It doesn't really seem to care too much about its characters or the plot. No, it's everything just like keeps moving forward, and I think it's a perfectly enjoyable ninety minute flick. <laughs> I um, this should have come out in nineteen like ninety seven. Oh well, yeah. Huh. This movie, I mean, it's basically Far Cry Primal, right? And in so many words, like if you again relating it all to, so so you need to uh, like well also they had to like Last of Us it up too because they're yeah. like all right guys we can't get Pedro Pascal for this 
<laughs> he's too busy. He is too yeah. busy escorting other things around. Adam Driver, can you escort this this girl around? Like, it's, and he's like, only if only if she takes a bus in Patterson, New Jersey. And he's like, oh god, all right, well. Uh, you can picture a version of this movie that's like 20 minutes longer, and it's 20 minutes of like character dialogue. Two of them, yeah. Like, and it like ramps up their relationship. I think they do the correct amount of all that stuff. Um, the design of the dinosaurs are so weird. Yeah. I um I I enjoyed like the entire opening uh to it. It, it was overly predictable. The 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 thing that I just didn't. I couldn't get over was the end and like, okay, the asteroids hitting the earth. We just like, it's just, yeah. this is just how this movie's going to end right now. Like that. Yeah. It, it, I liked, I like the asteroid being an extra layer of, uh, danger and um, just propulsion for the movie. That, that, when that started happening is kind of when I got on board. Yeah. Uh, as much as I was like, and, and, and I think this, I, I don't think it was great by any means, but like, uh, I, but, but, but I think that was dumb. That was a dumb, fun thing. That was like, oh, okay. You know what? Sure. Let's do it. But said, yeah. there's, there's an easily, there's an easy version of this movie that I can just picture myself like absolutely fucking hating and being yeah. so annoyed by. And as I said, like complaining about how long it is. And I think this. It's, it, it was the right length. It's any it's longer, exactly and it would have been long. It's exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. It, it's weird that it got made and put into theaters, but like, oh, it wasn't trying to yeah. be. Yeah. It feels it like to, there's. I, I mean, it went to streaming fast. Well, I would have. I, I honestly would not have been surprised if this was going to be like one of the pandemic straight to HBO movies, and then it was like, oh, theaters are back. Might as well put it there first. Ah. Begging for movies and people are going so why not yeah why not put it there let's make it a little a couple extra bucks first and then see what happens oh. um, i i can't tell if i like adam driver like ever <laughs> <laughs> i like him i i totally I agree think I do like him. yeah like but it really depends on the time you know what i mean like there's times where i'm just like no and sometimes i'm just like all right yeah i can do it <laughs> Is is so it's either present day or sixty five million years ago? Is that what you mean? Exactly my point. Exactly my point. All right. Uh, all right. You know what? I can't wait for sixty six. That's all I can say. Okay. <laughs> the prequel? <laughs> 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 Shit, you're right. Oh, that would be. Oh my god. Well, because they can't do a sequel. I mean, you 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 just can't have dinosaurs in it, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's no one to go. There's like amoebas. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> all right. What what do we want to talk about now? I don't know. Uh, all um, right. So we've got. Wait, okay, Dungeons and Dragons. Wait, can you guys talk about Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Before, you want to hear about Dungeons and Dragons? It's a really good time. Yeah. yeah same, same as sixty five. This is a movie that knows what it is. Doesn't try to. Do more. I like how seriously it takes its world. It's yep. not ever making fun of itself or making fun of the setting or magic. Right. Or it's or, funny because it's funny. It's not yeah. funny to spite itself. Yes. It's 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 not trying to like 
like a lot of movies try to get ahead and be on the audience's side for like, isn't this kind of silly? And it's not. And it doesn't, but also doesn't like force in humor at every corner when it doesn't need it. Some scenes aren't funny and they're just part of an adventure film. And and that's like the part, that's what I did not expect um, was I thought it was just going to be fully goofy. I actually thought the stuff with, um, uh, with the daughter was, was very well done. Uh, yeah. throughout. I thought like you know, the, the beginning kind of like setting the tone. I really thought that like the whole is Jonathan here. I thought it was just that was going to be the entire gag for like the entire movie. Um, I, I would have been totally fine. Also with it. very excited that it stopped being a memory play. Yeah. 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 So is this like the Lego movie of D and D? I mean, it's, 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 it doesn't go forward. deep enough it's, into the lore. Yeah. And, well, um, the, nice, and the nice thing, yeah. it's not like, it's not like a bunch of people fall through a portal. Like, this right. is about a bard, a barbarian, a sorcerer who are just, and it, that's just who they are. And and, and, and it's the dungeon, like dungeon master starts and says like, you wake up in a jail and that, and, yeah, the, and the story is, begins. straight up a campaign. Yeah. But, but that, and, I mean, and I love that. Like a lot of the exposition is basically yeah. dungeon master, dungeon mastering, but in a way yeah. that doesn't feel dungeon mastery. Yeah. It, like they do a really good job of like hiding or hiding the dungeon master in exposition. It's just a good, it's a really fun time. It's, it's yeah. a really good movie. Like by, by not going too deep into the lore, which it shouldn't do anyway, it, it doesn't explore a lot of like the other races uh, as like deeply yeah. or, or like any of like the crazy, you know, like monsters and things like that, that could be there. Um, yeah. But it doesn't need it. And it probably didn't have a budget for it to like make it look decent. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Cause it, it also, it's not like constantly pointing at things in the world right. to say what they are. Right. Like, it just happens to be there is a mimic. There is a gelatinous cube. Those it, are just things that happen to be uh, in these mazes. Yeah. They yeah. And all that's there's a displacer beast. And they, that's the one that they do name. But it's like it's in an act just a regular joke. It's not like to wave a, a sign at it to be like, hey, ask your nerd friends about what this is. It's just it's it's so it's the world feels lived in. Yeah. In a way that you just don't expect from something that's branded like this. And it's fun in the way that uh, actually playing Dungeons and Dragons is fun when you're drunk and you're just like fucking around a little bit. It, yeah. it like feels like that they're playing a little loose with the game, yeah. and that's kind of why the game is fun. It's not, yeah. it, and I, I feel like the game gets marketed and branded in like popular culture as this like very nerdy thing, which it you know is. But, like, where people are, like, slavishly tied to, like, the text and, like, doing things the right way, whereas most people who play the game just kind of fuck around. Right. And this felt like the fuck around, have a good time version of Dungeons and Dragons. There's a moment I really like that I think kind of sums up how it feels the playing. There's, uh, so they're, in one of their, like, fetch quests in the middle of it, they're, um, they he accidentally destroys the bridge and it takes us like two minutes of just dialogue that just feels like table talk. That's like, so, so when he's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's a little too far for telekinesis. I can't use my magic. And she's like, well, I have rope in my bag. And it's like, you, you kind of, it feels like players trying to solve that problem. Yeah, exactly. And and it felt like dungeon mastery in the way that Zank, uh, Reggie John Page, who was great in his little bit of the movie was explaining how to get across the yeah, like, I'm giving you this really difficult thing, and it's like overly complicated. And now here are your dumb ways to try to get Yeah, it, it was a lot. It, it was very accurate. 
Yeah. Think about the things you have. Think about the things you've seen recently. <laughs> Maybe something isn't the way it is. Oh, you happen. You have a like. The you ha you just rolled a check to realize that this item is something else. Yeah. Like it was great. Yeah. And like so like. I like that they allow that character, the paladin character, to leave the movie. It's yes. not. Yes. You know, not everything has to like it's just like here's another little thing. I like that they don't they don't overly explain magic. It's not like someone's yelling no. out the name of spells constantly. Right. Um, his I, exit scene, the paladin's exit scene was hilarious. Him walking yeah, in the straight line then over the like, No good oh yeah, you just walk in a straight line. Oh he's covered in rock. Yeah, it's um and with like Chris Pine being a bard, like they don't have to like get bogged down and talk about like him actually being magical, but like there are scenes in which he like he starts playing a song and you kind of get, it's just like a change mood spell. Like he's yeah, just, yeah. when he's playing for, um, what's her, what's her face? Um, Michelle Rodriguez, who's like all sad and he's plays the song and then she's like happy and singing with him. It just feels like he just did a bard thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and then there's some, I, I, I thought that the, um, the, the resurrecting the dead to talk to them and ask five questions in the graveyard so scene. Funny. So funny. I think that bit of like asking questions by mistake has been done, but I like that it just it just kept going. But I, I thought it was just the first time where it happened, and yeah. then after that, it, it, that was like the uh, and I agree. Like the first one was like, I hope they're not all this. Um, yeah, like it, where it's, are you really the 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 you know the the yeah. cookie mart? Yeah, <laughs> really, and then, really. Like, the guy that died on the tub, like some very fun stuff in that sequence. Um, yeah. Real, real great late period Hugh Grant continuing to just be oh like, my oh my god, that guy I just love, I love everything. Dylan Harris, Hugh Grant is like one of the best things that's happened in cinema. Yeah, but he, I also think this is like super primed for franchise by virtue. Oh, hundred percent. Oh yeah. Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, and his daughter, and you can cycle in the other three people. However, you, yeah. you know they but, know people from way back when. So this is like people can kind of come in and come out in a really cool I mean, the, I mean, Mich like with Michelle Rodriguez here, I assume that the next Fast and Furious movie is just going to actually be a Dungeons and Dragons movie at this point. <laughs> um, also, one of the most surprising cameos in a movie in a while that I couldn't, I was like trying to figure out what the connection was for him, and I could not think of it. I, I I've never heard of him as a D and D guy. Yeah, it's not that, and, and like he's he's not. We're not talking about Tom Morello, right? Who <laughs> is in the movie? No, no, we're talking about the 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 Michelle Rodriguez's. Uh, ex oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's like I I can't, he's like I don't think he's been in a movie with any of these people. It's not like the the writers like did Game Night. It's not like he's connected. Which was to a lot of fun, but he was not in. Yeah. I love, I rewatched Game Night before this. Game Night fucking rules. Um, I, oh yeah, I was racking my brain trying to figure out why that it, cameo was. There. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. I, I, I landed on, I truly have no idea how it, ha how or why it happened. Who does he know? Because it's like, he's making, well, uh, uh, the movie he's making right now, I don't think any of these people are in. Like, nope. Uh, very, very vague about this, but it's a fun cameo to not spoil, so. Good movie. Wow. Just, I hope I hope it does well. I hope it's feels it's not like doing great. That it's gonna have longer it, legs. It did like okay, and but the legs weren't really there. Yeah, but it has not those, made back its money yet. That's I the, think that, this is going no. to crush on streaming though. 
I, I think so too. Yeah. I think like if the, if there was still like a DVD era, this would be the DVD. You know, oh. like this would this would make oh, so much money. Oh, big time, big time. And that's I mean that's the bummer with physical media. Like another movie that we'll talk about later. Like that's why we're that's like physical media is why we're on John Wick four. Right. If yeah. If DVD sales weren't a thing, we would not have seen John Wick four this past week. There would never have been a John Wick two. No. No. So it's a so I hope something comes out of this because as I said, everyone I like reviews for this across the board were all positive. Yeah. Um, it's super fun. I think the word of mouth is good. Hopefully, people see it. Um, and you know, if they if they do more, if they don't do more, like who? Can, it's still a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. And it really one of the reviews said it's like Chris Pine at his Chris Piniest. Yeah. And that is 100 percent accurate. Uh, review. Chris Pine. Yeah really Chris Pine. He's great. In a good way. He's great. Yeah. All right. Let's let's uh, move on. Alex, do you are you going to drop or are you going to st- All right. I'm dropping. I'm out of here. You know what? I've had enough of this joint. In fact, I'll be right back. I know I was trying to think of a way to transition you guys to some other movie. Never well, mind. that sounded like a transition to screen. That was exactly. Enough. That's what I was going for. 100%. Let's so talk about right air. Oh. <laughs> Later, you got me again. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. Yeah, I don't want to. Alex is leaving, so he doesn't get air spoiled for him. There you go. Um, do uh, they make them? Yeah, yeah. So they. Yeah, do they make the shoes? Yeah, Michael Jordan signs with Nike. Um, what? What? Yeah, I know. Um, but it's good. It's it's a is movie it? that it's it's a straight down the middle like same thing like. It's a movie that knows what it is and isn't it's not trying to be the awards season movie or anything. So it's not it's, so it's not like they oh, were okay. shooting that and it mixed and it mixed. That was what I was concerned about. I was like, this doesn't. I'm like, I know the pedigree of the people in it, so it feels like they'd be reaching for an Oscar. But yeah. this doesn't feel like an Oscar movie. It's really not at all. And, okay, and that's, yeah. that's the best part. Except, uh, well, granted, uh, uh, Viola Davis is fantastic in it. Ah, uh, but. We we say that every four months. I know, <laughs> but she crushes that role. I really like how this, uh, the story that it chooses to tell th- from this is really interesting and has a lot to do with uh, Damon and Affleck's new production company. Uh, okay, that's interesting. And like being more about like giving back to the people that do this stuff. Like so. Yeah. Their production company, new production company called Artist Equity. Um, is more profit sharing for everyone involved. And uh, like the, one of the things for this would be if this movie does really well, there's a potential that the cinematographer of air could be the highest paid cinematographer ever. Cause they're not oh, usually wow. people that have any stake in the film. They just do their job and collect their paycheck and then they don't see anything on the back end. But this is like from the director cinematographer, like the top five build people, and maybe other and like writer and other people involved are all going to get percentages of the gross like kind of thing. That's really it's that's really back. Cool. And that's and that's where this kind of story fits into that, which is very fun, you know, because it could just it could just be like, oh, this is a movie about Nike making billions of dollars. And it's more about what Michael Gordon's mom pushes for Michael to get a piece of this, huh. a okay. piece like a piece of shoe sales. And it kind of of where it builds that and tells that kind of that side of the story and how it kind of morphs and it's almost like hidden in there. I thought was really good. 
Um, that's interesting. And that's, and it makes sense that they chose this and not John Madden, who was just like, no, just give me the money up front. I don't want a piece. <laughs> yeah, the, the John Madden football game. Um, yep. So, yeah. So as, as we were talking about before, like this ties directly into Tetris, which is the same thing. This, it's another movie about people making something successful. Yep. Um, but Tetris is like this weird, like, bureaucratic heisty movie i was shocked about how much i enjoyed tetris i like it's not a great movie but it's a lot of fun um and like i assume it's all bullshit but like it was very fun to watch um yeah i'm not sure how much is embellished but apparently a lot of it is true i feel i think that well i was they, they gave the script to um like the the two guys, uh, the um, and and they're just like, well, once we got up at the car chase, we were just like, yeah, this none of this happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was fun. Um, I think they 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 pick an interesting story that I think it's it's such a good choice because everyone knows Treacherous, but I don't think a single yes. regular ass person knows anything about it. Right. Makes it a really good um bit. That's on Apple TV. If that is have, on Apple TV. Yeah. Um, but that was a good time. I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, it was, again, like this is a couple of movies that we've talked about today that have, that were better than they had any right to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. with this and like NDND, which was just like such a nice surprise. Once I read Russ's review on Letterboxd, I was like, okay, I'm, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go see this now. Um, okay. Uh, let's jump into, let's go, let's do Creed 3 quickly. Uh, so oddly enough, the Jonathan Majors discourse has sort of died. Yeah, I'm very interesting what happens with that because he's obviously great in this movie. Yes, great in everything. Yeah, but yeah. it's kind of it's o- overshadowed it all for you know really overshadowed it. Yeah. Um, in the weird way because I I think this movie's a real good time. I like yeah. Mike B. Jordan's directing. I like that he did something incredibly different for the fight sequences. <laughs> Yes. I thought the fight scenes looked great. Yeah. That, yeah, that anime one like at the a, end was a little much. I yeah, like it. I, I thought it was fun. It didn't look like a, like all the original Rocky movies basically was just some like arcade style side scrollers. Like Street yeah, Street right. Everybody punches <laughs> and no one in the box. Uh, and this one just threw like a whole extra layer of shit on top of it. And I thought yeah. it was fun. Um, from s- someone who watches first take a whole lot, that is not how first take looks. When someone, <laughs> anyone goes on through onto first take, just saying. Yeah. And no that one likes true. Um, <laughs> um, he, so yeah. So, cause like, he's not, Michael B. Jordan isn't going to be able to do the Rocky style and he's definitely right. not going to be able to touch what Coogler did in filming the fights in the first one. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no. totally. I like that he did something that's really Holy his. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought that like everything with the daughter was really incredible. Like he like you I guess Michael B. Jordan is just a damn good actor. Yeah. Um like when he's got the scene with his daughter and they're having tea, I was like, this uh, is the most adorable thing. Very I cute. love this. I, I could like I could like I just want to watch this as like a movie. <laughs> yeah. I think the movie's a little overstuffed and has to rush towards the end. But I think yeah. all all Rocky and Creed movies are a little longer than they need to be. Yeah, a little more shit in them than they need to. Because you can, like, they're build like, up the tension, and then yeah. there's a fight. 
Yeah. And it's like, this might be the only opportunity a lot of men in this country uh, get to feel a feeling uh, and be okay <laughs> with it. So we got to swing for the fences. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, man, don't I, I love vulnerable unless it's Rocky. I did love the training montage this time around. I thought it was great. Um, and th- th- I thought that um, uh, Creed going to confront Dame at like the, the party um, when, yeah. when he like, it's like hit, I thought that that was a very well, that was very well done. And the, the whole speech, I was just like, this seems like this, this seems like, you know, a like pro athlete who was talking to like another athlete who the, it was very much like, Oh, is this Tom Brady and like Antonio Brown at this point? Like, this is, this is what it felt like to me as like, th- this is the, this is the thing that they would have been saying, like, why are you doing this? Like, this is not how you're supposed to be. Um, I thought that. Overall, it was very well done, but it, it, watching this reminded me that I do not remember Creed 2 at all. I, in a weird turn of events for me, being a weird, insane completionist, I still haven't seen Creed 2. Oh, interesting. So uninterested. I would have thought you saw it before you saw this. I know. Yeah, me too. I usually do that, but I was like, I'm so uninterested in Rocky shit. Creed, the problem with Creed 2, and I don't want to talk about a movie that's not the movie we're talking about, but I'll do it quickly. Probably Creed 2 is that it's too much of a, of a, of a Rocky style movie where Creed kind of takes the, the components of a Rocky movie and makes a new thing. And Creed 3 feels like the continuation of that. Whereas Creed 2 felt like just trying to make a, a Creed movie more of a Rocky movie. And I'm not saying that that means like whether Rocky is in it or isn't in it, because I would have loved to see Rocky in any movie. Yeah. I just think that one was trying to do something we've already seen yeah. too much. And this one just decides to do something new that's more grounded in character and story, as opposed to giving us Creed 2, uh, actually Rocky Part 5. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah, it was, it was well, not bad. Yeah, we got a scene of the two boxers having a conversation after the fight, which is something that you that's not, that's something you never. Yeah, you, I thought that that was, was I was happy good. to see that, and it was Me really too. good. I thought that's yeah. great. They both played it so well. Um, yeah, I I mean I granted I hope I hope this is the end for Creed. Um, unless you know until it especially because it's gonna be hard for for Jonathan Majors to do this ever again, maybe. Um, but this would be something that of, I would be completely up for if it came back 10, 15 years from now and it was about his daughter. Yeah, yep. that, that's kind of what I was thinking that they were setting up like towards the end of the movie. So, But I mean, like, if you're going to do that, you can't make another Creed movie until then. Right. Yeah, just go go away and surprise us yeah. in 10 years when she is probably college aged. And that would be a fun right. movie. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of college aged, I don't know how that works. Scream six. Does. Uh, okay. The scream, the scream three of the new, of the new. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Scream five had the most interesting way of arguing for its own existence. Yeah. And like the whole the the reveal of the killers is so interesting and fun and makes sense why we're doing it again yep and it's great and this one is missing that at every step i thought yeah so i actually it, really enjoyed the opening very the whole, lazy the, oh, I, the, I did the opening the of kill. like 
Yeah, yeah, the first kill, yeah. Great. Yes. It's so well done. I really like those two sequences as well. Um, and then it just starts becoming the most predictable of uh, all of the Scream movies oh after that. Oh, my God. That. I called it, like, immediate. And normally Scream movies yep. are so goofy that you actually can't call them all the time. Like, it, it can actually be anybody. Like, that's but that this is one, I was like, out. no, it's that guy, and it's yeah. also her. Yeah, yeah, the because the opening had two very fun inversions. Yes, the 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 fact that Ghostface unmasked themselves after killing someone immediately Which was like blew this, my mind. I was yeah. like, this is going to be totally different. This is a new thing, and then it just became <laughs> yeah. So then when we reload, I was like, oh, this is so interesting. I'm like, I'm so hooked. And then as you said, it just yep. it becomes too predictable. It's there are more characters are revealed to be the killer than die. So many. Yeah. Um, so we have, we have three yeah. killers in this movie and I think maybe only like two people get killed in this movie. It's very when low. You, it's after that. And it's, yeah, and it's in it, the it, beginning it's, like scene. Right. Yeah. So that, there's that death. There's like the bodega guy. But the, they uh, count, you know, it's like, it's right. The, no, no characters really. Die. Right. There's no There's sticks character. to it. Yes. Yeah. And they and the annoying thing they go through again the whole like s- the scream meta speech of like it's you're like, in a franchise see, like, legacy it's a franchise that means anybody yeah. and then they kill nobody that's yeah. not a reboot it's a requel and yeah. it's just like oh god here we go and like that was my complaint with six I felt everyone got horribly stabbed like a million times and so many people survived. Yeah, and it'll happen um, again. Everyone who got stabbed, who should have probably been dead by their wounds, survives again. Yeah, there's and that's and that's dumb. Like to to have like um, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s kid live in the first one, and then the second one to die in the third one. That doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, yeah. but now you've made this like weird thing of like he's been stabbed so many times that like I don't care either. Yeah, but when he shows up at the structure at the end, I was like, "What? Wait, hold on." So then, also, like as I said, stabbing has become like bug bites in this movie. Yeah, because he he is stabbed probably a dozen times. Oh, so many times at so many times, and even even Tara at the end, Tara gets stabbed at least twice, and then at the end of the movie, she just walks away. Yeah. Not like walks away to an ambulance or to a hospital. Doesn't hobble. Just she like literally walks away. walks away. Yeah. She yeah. sees that dude on the stretcher is like, okay, you're good. And then she leaves. She receives no medical attention for several stabbings. <laughs> There's so the, okay. I, I really like uh, Scream 5. I think that it was very evident from the beginning of this when Nev Campbell was just like, no, they weren't going to pay Nev Campbell. Courtney Cox came back, who is arguably the least interesting of the three original main characters that were in five, and that they killed Dewey, who is the heart of the the original characters that is still going. Well, but that's um, why you, can't, you can't make those grand statements of anyone can be killed when this series has two of When them. Dewey died. Dewey, Dewey died, died in the last... That's huge. That That, that is... But also, the Scream 2 probably still has the most shocking sequel death ever. Oh, yeah, Randy. When Randy, yeah, Randy dying. And then, like, that was huge. Randy's death in 2, I don't think, has ever been touched by any other series. And, And and like, 
Courtney Cox had to had to die in this just to make it like have any sort of like meaning. Yes. But it wasn't. She doesn't. And, and and no one does. And Nev Campbell is like, I'm not coming back here for no money. The, <laughs> so the girlfriend of, of the of the actual characters we're introduced to, the psychiatrist and the girlfriend die. And that's it. Yep. And they yep. are they're in one scene. Yeah. Before they die. So that's we're introduced to two characters that die. We're introduced to three characters that are the killer. Yeah. That's those numbers shouldn't be like that. <laughs> also, you know, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it, it turns out it's Spider. <laughs> um, that it was. I I, I like uh, initially I was just like, well, let's go into to New York. That's fun, you know. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like too too upset about like taking it out of kind of the the original setting. I, I think it's kind of fun to bring it into something bigger. Like um, they, maybe they can play around with it, but they don't really do anything with it. They they just happen to go to a bodega and on a subway. The subway scene is the only, but that's because of that scene could have been done on a bus. Like, yeah, no, it, it was very well done. New York about this movie that no. especially if you're going to make the main thrust of your marketing is it's, it's yeah right set. like if if they didn't do all that marketing that it's New York and it just happened to be New York in yeah. this movie I wouldn't have given a shit. But you right. guys are talking all this shit. And then it's like, well, there's no point. Yeah. And like, if you're going to do a New York thing, then like make it feel New York. Like when they go to the college campus and you're just like, what, where is this? That's not a subway stop. Like that it's actually, not, it's like back to Canada. Yeah, that's Canada. Like, like you, like if you're going to go New York, you got to die hard with a vengeance it and make it New York. I know. Like, <laughs> It was it was frustrating with that. I I, I mean it kind of deflated my interest in the, the new. Um, but I will say of successful things, I don't think there's been a movie that has had more success about branding their characters more than the core four name. That subway car made this this podcast <laughs> more New York than Scream Six was. Yeah. <laughs> I thought and it was an L and it was a Metro North in Tarrytown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think calling themselves the core four was a really good idea. Yeah. And I like how they played with it that I don't, th- I don't know who leaves this movie and doesn't use that as a reference right. to when you talk about this movie, you're going to be calling them the core four. Yeah. Yeah. And usually a movie doesn't, isn't able to do that themselves. So good on that, but also really annoying that none of them died. Yeah, right. Because right. as you said, that dude, that one dude's been stabbed so 50 many times. times. Over two I, We have talked about Scream 6 way longer than I thought we were going to talk about Scream 6 for. So let's talk about another thing. John Wick 4. Oh. <sighs> okay, so my, my big issue is that I didn't rewatch John Wick 3 beforehand. I was like, wait, what's going on right now? This is three part two um, in a weird way. I, I, I have a re- difficult relationship with this movie at the moment in which it's, but not with Donnie. It's, yeah. it's still a John Wick movie. So it looks great. The action's great. The acting's yep. great. The world's yep. great. Yep. But yep. I think this is the first John Wick movie that I felt repeated the most stuff from others. Interesting. Uh, I 
I, I felt like um from like from that intro uh into like just randomly going onto the desert like within ten seconds and not explaining why he was going there to like to to do whatever I was like all right this is kind of this is a little bit weird um I, I agree that it is basically a retelling of like two in a lot of ways um but I thought that the action while it felt very ter- like Kill Bill at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like fully invested in, in like the hotel sequence, which was straight out of Kill Bill. Um, I thought it was incredibly well done. Um, I, I thought that the 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 incendiary shotgun fight was oh so my brutal God. and yes. so awesome. In the last forty minutes, I think it's where it started doing new things. The okay, yeah, as you said, the the first, I think, all of the car stunts. Um, with people getting hit by cars or slammed into cars. Oh god, that was awesome. Something very new. Like I thought it was said, awesome. the, the Osaka the Osaka um continental Hotel. sequence yeah. was pretty much the continental sequence in three. Yeah. It was only longer. Which yeah. I which I which I appreciated. But I I I will I'll admit, like having I saw this movie very late. I saw it at probably ten PM and it's three full fucking hours. And, but like my energy peaked as the movie went on. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Once we got to that last hour or so, I was like, okay, all right. Pull into it. Yeah. I, I'm in. Like once when the it, killer, the the fat suit fight. What's that? Oh fight my god. Happened? I was like, okay. I'm now. I'm not saying I wasn't in before because I was very in, but I was in on just seeing shit I've kind of already seen. Yeah. But by that last bit of it, I was like. Okay, this is the John Wick that it's making me go <gasps> to like <laughs> things I haven't seen, and yeah. the scenes are still fucking long because this movie yeah. is just making it's just basically a regular John Wick movie stretched the fuck out. But yeah. don't stretch out and do the same things. It by the last half it starts doing new shit. The stair fight yeah. I thought was fucking the stair awesome. fight is amazing. Um, you know, like I, I couldn't, I was like, I need to see, I cannot wait for this to come out because I need to watch that fight over and over yeah. again. I, just Donnie I Yen, like showing up at the bottom and just being like, come on, John, sun, sun, yeah. sun comes now, up in Don, two minutes. Donnie right? Yen beginning to end is like fucking a revelation. He is yes. so good in this movie. It's like, it's annoying that we don't respect like physical performances the way we should, because he does like. I'm like, are we? Sh-? I was like, are we sure Donnie Yen is not blind and he's fooling us for years? Because between this and fucking Rogue One, the yep. dude plays blind really well. He is so good in Rogue One. He was the best part of Rogue One. <laughs> like yeah, that. Was. Um, and even like and I Tracker, I didn't give a shit about his character. I was intrigued, but I didn't care yeah. until yeah. we got to the incendiary shotgun land. Uh. And I'm like, oh wait, are we just we just like him because he's got a dog? Oh, yep. it's okay. They yep. do dog character, a dog person in this. When they did dog Holly Berry in the last one, mm-hmm. we we do have Donnie Yen who's great, but Donnie Yen is you could argue is like a combination of Common's character from Two, and um, uh, the the other bad guy from Three. The dude and, and Scarzard is basically um. Like Santino and the, yeah. any of the villains from it any. Feels, 
it feels so repeated and it's kind of a bummer because this this is the first one that feels like now John Wick universe is a franchise. Not not yeah, just they just announced the show. It, but it's always been in service of that character doing stuff. And this was the first one that feels like we have we're repeating a lot because we're putting a larger thing together. Like it's annoying, spoilers, 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 that like the third movie begins with Winston in trouble, almost losing the Continental, and then getting the Continental back. For this movie to then start with Winston losing the Continental and then getting the Continental back again. Like it just feel like we're repeating way too much of the story, which has never been a thing for John Wick. It's just like, let's have these action sequences and we're going to pepper in something new and weird every single time. We have the the radio announcer as like a, a, a homage to the Warriors, but we, yes. saw that, we saw that sequence in three. Again, I do but not like, remember three that well. I think that that's why I liked it maybe so much. Yeah, we saw that. I watched se- a lot. Of, I mean, I love this movie, but yeah. it, it is very... It's very samey, but if you're gonna be if you're gonna be similar to a movie, it's a good idea to be similar to John Wick Two or John 100%. Wick Three. That's totally. that's that's the crux of my weird relationship with this movie because it's still it's not it doesn't miss in looking no, no, right. like a John Wick movie. And there's so many movies that try to so many movies that try to copy this formula, but get one part of it wrong, and it's usually the look and the actual filmmaking. And that's not an issue here. Nope. It's nope. it's it looks and feels the same. And it's just like, but it I this is the first time that I I didn't feel surprised and excited around every corner, but it's still it's still really fun to look at. And oh, that's great. so I I think it's my least favorite, but it's still like it's still a fucking the worst John Wick movie is a really good action film. Yeah, the worst John Wick movie is the best is still the best action movie probably that comes out in a given year. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And, it, but yeah. It, it had to service creating a, a world because they're yeah. going to go in a lot of different directions now. And I'm okay with that, but yeah, I yeah. They, they should have done that in the third one more. Exactly. As I said, it's just weird because like my reaction to the third one is because I wasn't reading anything about it. I assumed the third one was the end. So when the third one's not the end, I'm like, okay, I wonder why we're continuing. But so for this one, as I said, to to end in the same place the third one does, doesn't yeah. feel like there was really that much of a point for it. Except to yeah. do the other thing it does at the end, which kind of felt because it's everything else, because the entire world feels like it's at the same place as the third one, the extra bit here feels out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, to not, I don't want to spoil. I'll spoil a bunch of. Other, I'm not spoiling that. So yeah, I. But as I said, it's still. I'm still gonna. I still want to watch it again. It's still a fucking John Wick movie. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. However, oh. I can leave it to you guys to continue on. How do we end? Oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. So, do you want us do to it. talk about Mario real quick and then end it and then close it? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right, cool. Mario's fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's way more of a visual experience than I expected it to be. Yes. It, it it's not. There's no there's no jokes for little kids or jokes for adults. It's just it's it's like it's just almost like an action movie. 
it it's just driving itself forward and it's never really stopping uh but as i said it was way less of a comedy than i expected uh in a good yeah way. It, it, it's it's re- it's really fun illumination man they're they're coming for disney's corner in a real bad big way because this movie i was just i saw it in theaters i saw it with a two and a half year old and that's awesome he was eating up it was the first movie he's ever seen in theaters and he couldn't believe how fun it was he <laughs> loved bowser he asked a lot of questions like what's happening right now even <laughs> though it was obvious but when bowser started singing that fucking peaches song he knew exactly what the fuck was going on and it was the most adorable thing i've ever seen in my life He's just laughing his ass off. And well, I, this was, I, I, I enjoyed this movie a little bit more than most because I just watched, I watched it while watching a kid watch it. Yeah. And that was just so fun. Like, it, it's, as an adult, it's totally fine. It's Mario. It's a good time. And they don't fuck it up. But there's also not a lot to Mario. Yeah. But they, there doesn't need to be. Um. Same thing with D&D. I don't think they explain every single little thing in any way. That's like completely. Power ups. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Let's we're just going to, as I said, we're just going to keep moving the story forward. We're not going to like really pause for anything, which is nice. Um, I like I have like little like weird complaints. Like I think the score was doing too much. I think the Mario Mario music is so good and so iconic that the score every once in a while would borrow like 10 seconds of it and then like morph it into a movie score. And I just wish they held on that stuff a little bit more. And it was Brian Tyler who makes a lot, who does a lot of action movie scores. He does like a lot of the fast movies and stuff like that. So it has a lot of that like old school, like almost the rock and bad boy style beats to it, but it's Mario and it's strange. But when you listen to the score, the score is good. It's just distracting in a movie. Yeah, I, I, I just I want I wished it used more just Mario music, yes. and was fine with doing it. It was it was that was the one time it felt like they were just like we have to make a quick reference and then get to something else. But they they just fucking open Pandora's box because now they can just say, all right, we make Nintendo World based movies and everything is a world and. If they ever, like, you know, you you know, we're going to get the Lego Batman, that's Donkey Kong country next, probably. Then we'll get a Mario 2 with Wario. And and it's just going to, we're going to get these movies for the rest of time now. And they're going to be completely fine. Yep. And and that's cool. Like, I don't need a movie to tell me how to feel about shit. Yeah. Like, all, we didn't, as kids, we got to just watch dumb shit. And, and be able to, like, go on about our merry way. Not everything had to... We didn't have to learn something every time. And I appreciate that Illumination is, like, carrying the banner for, like, not learning. Here, have some fun. Here's yeah. candy. This is what movies are. But I said the, the, the jokes were, like, active, pratfally, physical humor, and not, like like someone a character farting like a minion or you know you know like right i i think that stuff worked as i said what they cared about as you said they cared about the visual reference and just right on i thought the 
the post credits was so lazy, which was a bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, especially, especially if you're gonna tease it in the actual movie. Don't give me that. We saw Yoshi's in the movie, mm-hmm. and then we saw the shell in the movie. That can't be your post credit scene. No. As I said, because Donkey Kong's in this, I was wondering, like, are they going to, like, introduce a different world at the end of it? I think they go to Diddy. I think they go to, like, I think the next movie is probably a Donkey Kong. Like, they're going to green, like, probably 4,000 of these because this movie made more money than Frozen 2. Yeah. So that puts it on track for a Billy. Um <laughs> But I mean, I they, are, they went to Donkey Kong Country, like the villages of Donkey Kong Country in this movie. Um, I think like, because we know it, that's where we go next. And then right. they do a big because that, that you don't need to use any Mario characters for that. Right. While you figure out you while you try to break your Mario story. You could probably write those movies concurrently because you don't need Donkey Kong and Mario anymore. Right. But yeah. good for them. Way to oh, way to unlock a, a new fucking universe. Totally. Yeah. That just works. Killed it. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't like Chris Pratt, and it didn't fucking matter. It didn't no. matter at all. Didn't matter at all, which was probably the best part. I I think that uh, Jack Black kills it. Um, oh, Jack Black then, has found his lane like 20 years ago, and I'm so happy for him. Make movies then, for kids and just have Toad, a fun time. Toad was who? Keegan-Michael. Uh, Keegan-Michael. Yeah. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, those two carried that whole movie for me. Um, I, I was, again, like I, I at some point during the movie, I, I wasn't sure. Like I was like, is this too serious? Um, <laughs> and then that Peach song happened, and I was like, this is amazing. Every, yeah. It just a, a switch flipped in my brain, and it was great. I was worried because yeah. I thought the the real life Brooklyn sequences were so boring, yeah, and uninteresting. I I don't know. I don't think we needed to do the big Mario family, which was just so uninteresting. And then like because of because the opening sequence was from one of the trailers, you're like, oh, God, do they have nothing? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Yeah. Uh, but as you said, the Peach song really blasted out. Um, the Toad stuff's fun. I, I wish I wish Peach. They didn't ha- they they did the thing where like the you can't do the princess in a pink dress. You have to make her an action hero, but she's not the star. So you have to like, just make her stand around and watch the man learn how to do what she already knows. And then also right. save the day. Which I find annoying. There was a yeah. moment like at when Mario was like trying to do that course and failing over and over and over again. And like the, um, the, there, it was him and Peach sitting with their backs to the camera or, you know, whatever camera, like looking at the sunset. And, and um, he's just like, uh, you're just trying to make me feel bad. No. And she's like, no, is it working a little bit? And I thought it was just like such a cute, heartfelt, like honest scene between those two, like video game and animated characters that worked super well. Um, and I, and I really, that, I think that that was the other moment where I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is, this is not what I was expecting, and and I was very very into it. Um, good time, yeah. Good time. As you said, the vo- the voices didn't really matter as much because there, there wasn't as much like actual like dialogue. No, uh, from them, you know, it's everyone else yeah. is really propelling the movie forward. I did, I liked 
the end was fun. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else. No, probably not. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Very good. All right. Well, that that that's that's it for this one. And you can find us on the web at moviepodcast.com. You can find us on, or you can find Russ. Wow, screw that one up. On Twitter as Russ Incredible. You can find, oh, you can also find him on Letterboxd as Russ Incredible. Uh, you can everything. find Pete, yeah, everything as Russ Incredible. You can find Pete on Letterboxd as Pete Peter Petey. You can find me on Strava and Letterboxd as Johnny Tiggs. You can find Alex sometimes on this podcast, but a lot of times we don't really know where he is. Um, and that's it for this one. Um, I don't know. Next time, Fast X. That is probably that is like three weeks. That and Evil Dead. So get ready. We're, we're going to go on a little bit of a, a wedding uh, hiatus. So Yes. Wow. Fa- Fast X comes out only two weeks after Guardians. That feels. Yeah. Cool. To be fair, with, with the cadence in which we do the podcast, we probably won't go on a hiatus at all. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, it won't feel like one. We'll be back in a month. Yeah, exactly. End of May. End of May. Cool. All right. Well, thank you all for being here. And thank you all for listening to the movie, movie, podcast. So the Pope has a personal exorcist.